Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey, yeah. yeah, my favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome in to a one-timer of Judd's Hockey Show. Zolga, Declan, Goff, as always, coming to you for, I believe, Declan, the second time this week, correct? I think third. Third well, time uh, this second, week. Second time okay. on Judd's Hockey Show. Oh, and that's right. And then we we talked uh, we talked wild on Mackie and Judd yeah. after the Blues victory in the preseason. We're, we're doing double dips in the power play here. We're on yeah. this first and second. You know why? Because this team's exciting. Because people are excited about this team. And darn it, with the way that sports are going in this town, we're going to capitalize and talk <laughs> about a team that uh, looks like, if nothing else, it's going to be a fun team. And it's been a long time since we've said that. I think at the outset of a season about this club. All right, so the Wild beats the Blues um, on Adam Beckman's overtime goal on Wednesday. They then play again at home on Thursday against the Blackhawks. This time, instead of playing their B team, they play most of their A team against the baby Blackhawks JV team. They win again in overtime. Matt Dumba goal. A lot to get to here, but Declan, here's where I want to start because I think it's incredibly important, and I I don't think this guy is going to be on the opening night roster, but I've now seen enough to know the hype is real. Now, I think there's, to be fair, levels of hype, okay? There's Kaprizov hype, which is, oh my God, what are we seeing? This is unbelievable. And then there's hype of, oh, this kid is really good, and this kid is this kid has the potential to be great. He's not there yet, but he's got the elements to make his game great. And I'm talking about the guy that wears number 23 in center of the fourth line last night, Marco Rossi. Okay. First round pick in 2020, um, missed, of course, and this has been discussed thoroughly, missed most of last season except for the World Juniors uh, because of COVID and then a heart condition that came after that and uh, played in his first game, essentially, or not, essentially. He played in his first game on Wednesday against the Blues, and then they brought him back on a back-to-back and played him on Thursday. I'm not going to tell you what he did that, from a skill position standpoint, Dex, that excited me because I think those things are going to come. Like, we know he's got skills. I'm going to tell you what I saw last night, that if you're Bill Guerin, Dean Evason, Wild fans, you should absolutely love. Okay. This guy is a not a big man. He's not a big kid. He is listed, I've got it written down here somewhere. He's listed, and I believe it's uh, 5'9", 185 pounds, okay? And like I did on Wednesday, I decided to just basically focus on... Individual players on the ice last night, because I don't really care about how the game is flowing. Who cares? Uh, So I decided, okay, each shift I'm going to try and pick out a guy and just watch that guy play because there's a ton. There's tons of things that if you're watching the puck, you don't see. Uh, Marco Rossi, my man, worked. He goes to 
the front of the net consistently. And I'm talking, and he's not this guy's size. I'm talking Yule Erickson Eck, front of the net. Like he is going and getting hit. He's pursuing pucks. He's going to the boards. And the great thing about that is not only does that show uh, some guts that that you like to see, but he's also more skilled than a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. So he's taking the puck away. If I'm not mistaken, last night around center ice, he created a scoring chance for himself by cherry picking Kirby Doc, who's a big time, big time player prospect, young emerging player for the Chicago Blackhawks. And then here's the most impressive thing. And this is a very nuanced, you got to be into hockey. But this is a very, this is a very small thing that I saw by just focusing on Rossi when he played on his shifts. The Blackhawks have, and I can't pronounce his name, so forgive me, uh, in front of the Wilds goal. So this is in front of Talbot last night. Okay. The Blackhawks have a guy, I looked this up, a forward. He's a center as well. Six foot four, 212 pounds. So we're talking about a big, big man here, okay? Marco Rossi went and basically tied him up and defensively performed his task at 5'9", 185 against this guy. So we're talking a huge difference in height. We're talking an enormous difference in weight. And he could have easily said, I don't think I'm really going to do this, or just have simply uh, been overpowered. But he wasn't. There's a lot of things about this guy's game that I absolutely love. Yeah, I mean, his hype is legitimate. I mean, he went ninth overall to the wild, but there was a lot of people who had him going top five in the in the draft two years ago, or uh, in 2020, I should say. And the hype is legitimate. He is a prolific scorer at the OHL. He looked good in the World Juniors Tournament um, at least a few years ago. And his pedigree and his position is something the wild have lacked basically their entire for their entire history of their franchise. I mean, the Wild have been around for 20 years, which is honestly crazy to say cuz time goes by pretty quickly, but they've lacked this legitimate prospect superstar. You know, Granlin had hype around him. Um, you know, even guys like uh, Kirill Kaprizov have had hype around him that delivered, but we've yet to really see a center come up through the ranks and and have the legitimate pedigree and and the projections that could honestly fare to hit and Marco Rossi looks like he's going to be that guy. Now, I, I do envision that he'll most likely start this season in Iowa, and I'm sure people who are through this podcast or through this video on YouTube are even saying, what are you talking about? He's probably going to be one of the cuts. He's not going to make this team. Yeah, most likely, as we record this on Friday morning, he probably isn't going to make the uh, opening night roster in Anaheim uh, when, the, when the NHL regular season opens next week, but I, I don't envision him being in Iowa very long. Um, he, he hasn't played regular NHL games or not NHL games, excuse me, regular hockey games up until this last few weeks after his heart condition last year. Um, But I I envision him going down to Iowa. I envision him tearing it up. And once he gets up here, I mean, you could have a legitimate case that if you have Kaprizov, Viala, Rossi, Beckman, Boldy, you know, you you actually have a legitimate uh, stable of young guys here that you can build around. So the hype around Marco Rossi is legit. You know, I, 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 I try not to get too worked up with prospects because we get we end up getting burned by our projections of prospects across all the sports, but I think Marco Rossi's special. And I think he definitely is too. What impresses me, though, is the work. Because mm-hmm. that's like Granlund. Granlund could look unbelievable at times. I mean, Macau Granlund had skills that were fantastic, but he didn't necessarily apply himself consistently. And, and part of my contention is he didn't because the room didn't really 
Have a thing to say to him if he didn't. You know, he did, he wasn't held accountable. And what I loved about Rossi's game last night, it wasn't stealing the puck from Doc. It wasn't uh, the the fact that he actually should have scored off a beautiful pass. I think I think the play was from Fiala, if I'm not mistaken. It, it was a bang, bang, bang play, and Rossi was breaking down the slot and had a chance to basically just tip the puck past the goaltender, hit the post, but it was a really nice play. But it wasn't that stuff that excited me. It was taking on guys in front of his own net. It was driving to the Blackhawks net. It was doing things that a little guy could be like, that's not really my job. I'm going to get killed. That's what I love because if you've got the complete game, if you're willing to sacrifice, that's how how we get out of the vicious cycle that the Wild was in for (laughs) so long where it was like, well, that's Parisi's job, right? Parisi goes to the front of the net. I've got skills or I'm a natural scorer. That's all well and good, but what do you have now, Dex? You've got guys more and more who work their asses off. Kirill Kaprizov works hard. Like, Kirill Kaprizov's not... Kirill Kaprizov could be a very successful player by cherry-picking. Which, let's, you know, if we call a spade a spade, Marion Gabrick had long stretches where he cherry-picked. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so this is the first time I can remember the Wild having actual star potential players. I know. And, and, and to be... Just to be abundantly clear about this, Zach Parisi was a hard-working player who had skills. He was in no way a star. No, he, he was never a star. You know, he was regarded as a very well-respected and very, very good player. Um, pedigree was there with with him with Team USA and his time with the Devils, and and but it was his workmanlike attitude that Correct. made him a very good hockey player. Um, and now you're seeing the the cons of that and the fact that he's in his mid thirties and he's breaking down. Um, and he's no longer the player he used to be. Doesn't mean he can't be an effective player, but he's clearly not going to be the Zach Parise of old, even now that he's with the uh, New York Islanders. But you know, small guys like that, like Rossi, you know, that can that can go in front of the net and do dirty things. That's important. And and you know, it's it's almost the opposite of Joel Eriksson Eck. Like X M O is doing a lot of gritty and pain in the ass things, but he ends up paying it off and he gets rewarded because he puts himself in positions to score goals. Marco Rossi if he's doing the things you're talking about, on top of having the, having the natural skill that he already has, that's just going to be a good thing for Rossi. Um, and Wild fans should be excited about that. They haven't had players like this in, in a long time. It's actually legitimately exciting to be a Wild fan. And I know they're going to be in cap hell, but they need these young guys to step up because that's the only real way that this team could hit their ceilings if all these young guys hit. Topic two. And... W- I teased to this, I think, on Judd's Hockey Show that we did a couple of days ago because we didn't have time to get to it. But uh, this is a very important topic. I'm just going to make a statement to you. With the first unit that the Wild puts out there, there is no reason why this team shouldn't be, at the very least, top 10 in power play efficiency. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, they scored, again, on the power play last night and I will run through and I believe that this group um which was which was not really necessary I believe that this group spent the entire power play until they scored on the ice they didn't come off but that's fine because it is Erickson at center Fiala and Zuccarello on the wings Spurgeon and Kaprizov okay that's the first power play okay so Spurgeon and Kaprizov at the wings and then left to right Fiala Erickson Eck, Zuccarello. Yeah. Um, the goal that they scored last night was basically a thing of beauty, which was then cleaned up into a goal by Erickson Eck, who, by the way, I'm going to put him on 25 to 30 goals at the rate he's going. Write that down. Because he's, the, here's the thing, 
dude, he's cleaning up mm-hmm. like he is standing in front. He's the garbage guy. And and that's why your point to to Bill. So when we talked to Bill Guerin about what three weeks ago now, yeah, and you basically said something along the lines of what Eric's next more of a grinder. He scores a lot of greasy goals. He, he gets rewarded, but he, yeah. he doesn't have skill to score. Well, highlight real. He goals. doesn't need the. But the key thing I think from your part is he doesn't need that. Yeah, he doesn't. When you are out there with guys like uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov, which by the way is going to be the first line as well, you don't need to be. Like, include me in the highlight goals. Guys, give me the puck. He is picking up the puck on the doorstep. Uh, He is creating screens in front, which he's become very adept at. But I don't know if it's a hot take or not. I think that this power play has a chance to be top five. And I think that there is no excuse with the skill and talent of those five guys. Seriously, that they can't be top ten or that they, they need to be top ten and can be top five. Yeah, I mean, for years... And and I, I despise being at Excel Energy Center when everyone obviously is yelling shoot shoot shoot. Uh, but when you have Spurgeon, Kaprizov, Fiala, X, Zuccarello, um, I mean the the only real nitpick you could make a case like, well, maybe you swap out Dumba for Spurgeon, maybe. But also Spurgeon is probably a smarter player than Dumba is, and, yes. and having also and, and to my own Agreed. point or to counter my own point, having Dumba on your second unit. That's a great problem to have. I mean, Dumba's got a slapper, and Dumba should be scoring a ton of power play goals. And he has the ability to score big time goals, which we've seen before, and we saw it last night in the in the in in their preseason home finale against Chicago. Um, for years, why I always thought Wild fans wanted a more lethal power play sometimes than making a run at the Stanley Cup, just because it always seems inept at the worst possible times. Uh, but Kaprizov and Fiala together, those are two guys that can score. Zuccarello is just a natural setup playmaker. And and Eck is not going to again wow anyone with his skill, but he puts himself in a position to score garbage goals, right? Which is great. Yes, yes. He he creates screens. He creates problems. He is a pain in the ass to play against, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's the perfect combination. Is probably too strong. It's a re- ideal. It's yeah, and it it's one of the best combinations that I think I've seen from this team, mm. power play wise. Yeah, I really do. I because everybody. The other thing is everybody, I think, knows their role, and they all want to work. I can't tell you how much different it is, and this is, you know, let's let's be upfront about this. This is why Bill Guerin cleaned out the locker room. This is why Suter's gone. Parisi's gone, I think, because he just simply hit his expiration date. But the reason why they started over again as far as leadership and locker room is because people know their roles, they'll play their roles, and nobody is pouting about their roles that I can see yet. Uh, which brings us to our third talker, a guy that could pout about his role and his lot in life, too. Okay. I don't know how much you saw last night of the Frederick Goudreau, Matthew Boldy on the left, Kevin Fiala uh, on the right uh, second line. A little bit. Okay. I was... now. Boldy could have been Boldy can be and needs to be more physically aggressive. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, as we'll touch on, he got hurt. And I don't know at this point how long he's going to be out. It was his left leg. It didn't look good. And in fact, Everson said post game, it didn't look good. Uh, but the unfortunate thing for your guy is Fiala. I think there was no question. I'm not saying that Boldy was great, sure. but the line itself and the speed of the line and the people on the line worked, I thought, pretty well and certainly had some chemistry and, more importantly, potential. Mm-hmm. Boldy's injury, and I saw on 
Twitter, I've not con- confirmed this, says he left the arena in a walking boot last night. Boldy's injury almost assures that Victor Rask is going to be on the left wing on that line on opening night, uh, which is a shame because yeah. because I saw Rask was on that line in the Colorado game on Monday night, and then I went last night and watched, and Boldy, even when he's not at his best, just brings more because he's yeah. got more speed. Uh your poor guy, Fiala. Mm. He can't catch a break. I I really thought to myself, this could work. Like this could work next week. Yeah. And now it's clearly not going to happen. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And some some people I, I saw some people think that well, having Fiala and you and I have kind of went back and forth and and disagreed and or understood that what is the second line, what is the third line? Because if if you're just looking at projections analytics, Fiala on a third line sounds like oh you can you can hide a playmaker on a third line. To me, the Hartman Greenway Felino line is more of a natural third line. It and, is. and and you look up and down a line chart, you might see those guys as number two on the line chart. When in reality, they're more of a checking in a third line. Um, with Fiala though, it stinks because I I think he's got so much talent and so much potential. Not even potential. His potential has has already come to fruition. He plays with his hair on fire, and this team needs a player like that. And for whatever reason, they blackball him a little bit and put him in a third-line role, where at least he's getting top power play unit time. That's important. I mean, I would be even more upset if he wasn't getting top power play time. But as we saw even in the playoff series against Vegas, because um, he, he was noticeable in that series, but he was trying to do so much, but you knew he needed help. And... I know I kind of trashed Frederick Goudreau a little bit when we were when we were talking about these lines earlier this week, but look, I, Frederick Goudreau is probably gonna be fine. Like he's he's a fine bottom six guy, but in terms of unleashing Kevin Fiala, I just don't know putting him and then also Victor Rask as his flanks or as his line mates is the best possible solution to get Kevin Fiala going. So I like the, the more that I watch Goudreau play, I like him. He's got some speed. Like he he actually with Boldy on the left wing. That line looked good. I liked it. Okay. I, and Boldy did not have, before he got hurt, a great game. Again, he needs to be far more consistently physical. He's a big enough guy. He sort of gets pushed around and right now doesn't push back, which I think you immediately need to. Goudreau, to me, looks good. Uh, but I think the thing with Fiala is I think what Everson and Garen crave from him is consistency to play like you talked about. Uh Monday, he played ticked off. Like, he was going, going, going. Last night, I felt it dropped off a little bit. And I think what they are try- I think what they want is, because Kevin sees himself as a step down from Kaprizov, which is fair. That's fair, yeah. Uh, I think what they want from Kevin is to say, okay, that's fine, but then watch Kirill play and mirror the intensity Kirill brings. I mean, how, how many shifts does Kirill take off? Last night, it's a preseason game. He is... Playing keep away from yeah. the Blackhawks. Now, yes, it was a B squad, and yes, Kirill is far superior, but he doesn't take any shifts off, I don't think. It's incredible. The playoffs The playoffs are a very difficult place to succeed. It wasn't that Kirill dogged it against the Golden Knights. It's that that's a tough place to succeed. But I think that's what they really crave from Kevin is the attitude that Kirill brings because the skill is where the skill is. Yeah, and I, I'll disagree with you. I don't think it's the intensity they want from him because I actually I could make a serious case. Kevin Fiala has more intensity than Kirill Kaprizov. I, mm. I could make a case about that. It's what they want from Kevin to mirror Kirill is detail. They, they, they want him to mirror his detail and what he does night in and night out because actually I – I could, like I said, I think Kevin Fiala actually brings more intensity 
because you see that in good and bad ways than Kaprizov. But Kaprizov has more detail, more sense, and, and awareness that, hey, I watch me and do what right. I do, you know, because because Fiala does play with his head on fire, and and Kirill, um, you you it's even if you're not a hockey fan. You can be wowed by watching Kirill Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can. I don't know if a non-hockey fan would pick that up initially with Fiala. Right. I don't know if they would, but I know what you're saying that they they want him to mirror that attention to detail yeah. that Kirill has. When Kevin is playing intense, it is probably among the tops on the team. The problem is it's not shift after shift after shift. His his consistency is what they want. There you go. Which, which is why they they want. They probably don't need him to play at the level of intensity he does when he's really PO'd. They probably, if that comes down a notch or two, and he can just keep it flatlined of, not in a bad way, flatlined of that intensity, that's what they want consistently. And they don't get that from him. And I think that's what frustrates them. And that's why he's being put on the PK. Because they're trying to look for ways to basically take a match and put it below his butt and say, Look, dude, grab the chance here. Gra- yeah. And and he has every financial reason to do exactly that. Oh, he will, too. He does. Uh, last thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I watched it last night and it's recency bias or I just was focused on it more. He scored the game-winning goal in overtime. But Matthew Dumba's passing last night and Matthew Dumba's play was outstanding. And, and now he, got, he did get called for the hook. That yeah, resulted in the penalty, penalty shot, shot, which, by the way, looks like a late hook to me. I'm not sure that's a penalty shot, but anyway, it's preseason. Who cares? Um, but his passing last night and his, I thought his play was really good. And I'll give you one in particular that I absolutely loved. He made a stretch pass to launch Marcus Foligno on a breakaway uh, from behind his own net that was reminiscent of the passes that Kevin Love used to make to teammates, the court long passes. It was the same type. It was perfect. And it was on Felino's stick and he didn't score, but he still had a great scoring chance and just got stopped by the Blackhawks goaltender. But Matthew Dumba's overall game, so not just the the OT goal. Matthew Dumba's overall game last night really impressed me. And if this is going to be him, this this goes up a notch now for sure. For sure. Yeah, he's he's always I think had the ability to to be an offensive player and make and make sexy plays like that. Uh but it's been his defensive warts and which have improved by the way. I'm not saying that he's still a liability defensively like he used to be because he's not. Um but he has a tendency to sometimes maybe make a boneheaded play, i.e. that penalty shot that that Chicago drew. Uh but it, if if he is when he's locked in and also his clutchness, I mean what? I know it's preseason, but that was the 7th I think game-winning goal. You want to include the six that have happened in regular season or, or overtime for Dumba, so he just has a knack, a knack for being clutch at the best moments. That's a good sign, Matt Dumba. The, the Wild need Matt Dumba to finally kind of break out of being snake bitten for the last few years and and be the player that we've seen before. So, yeah, I'm excited for him, and and that was a, a hell of a play, and I'm excited for what he does this season. All right, awesome. So they the uh, Wild will wrap up the preseason on Saturday night against the Blackhawks in Chicago, and then they begin the regular season next week in Anaheim. We will have plenty more on Judd's Hockey Show. Hope you enjoyed this one-timer. Declan? Bash your score.